Hello everyone, welcome to the show, welcome to the show again, starting a little late on my trip here, uh, tomorrow, oh my god, it is, it's Tuesday, it's Tuesday, I am halfway through my work week, and my head is killing me, I recorded an episode for Friday, it was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of, you know, not up to my style, now I got the episode from yesterday, and also, it wasn't that good. I'm not feeling great. I'm kind of under the weather a little bit. And it's a lot of coughing. And it just... It wasn't good. It was a lot of unattractive sounds. Um, so, yeah. So, we got something different going on today. Um, you know, Death Stranding came out. And, of course, the... Um, you know, the player base is just as divided as the... You know, as the critics are. So, uh, and Kojima said something that, you know, the U.S. audience really wouldn't pick up on the game and probably wouldn't like it as much as first-person shooters, or that's what he was trying to say, and he's like, you know, Americans can't really get over it, and I'm kind of like, okay, man, I get it, but, like, you can't, you released a walking simulator, you know, with Norman Reedus. That's not really the big, like, kind of game that people like playing, you know? Like, yeah, there's some people who like playing really difficult games. And I'm not, I'm not talking about difficulty, like, difficult as in Dark Souls difficult, where it's just, you know, it's, it's a game that really makes you think of every step you take. It's, you know, he, he's making a game that, and there's these games that are intentionally difficult because they're they're kind of supposed to be. Um, there's a game, I can't remember the name of it because it's stupid, uh, but it's this guy in a pot and he's got a pickaxe and your whole thing is trying to, you know, trying to get to the top of whatever it is, and it's just like, it's a skill game, and it's really hard, and it's physics, and it's supposed to be hard, you know, like, Dark Souls is supposed to kind of, you know, it is hard, but it makes you think about everything, it makes you aware of your environment, there's a lot of different things at play when it comes to that, so it's different, it's a different kind of hard, um, and Death Stranding is, you know, it, I can't say it's Dark Souls hard, because I haven't played it yet, and there is at least a difficulty slider, so, you know, you can make it easier to play. Uh, I'm going to be putting on easy mode, because I just want to know the story, and that's it. That's all I want to know. Leave me be. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with that game. I don't know if I'm going to really put my hands on it. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up. I'm probably not going to. It's a $60 game. i got other things i got to spend money on. I want to get a new TV. The wife and I talked last night. Uh, we discussed that we're going to buy, you know, it's, it, this is a rough Christmas year. I'm not saying because we don't have money or something like that. It's not about money. It's a rough year because we don't know what we want. You know, we tend to kind of, we're adults, so whenever we need something, we just buy it. You know, that, that's how most adults work. You see something you want, you just buy it. So we're like, what's something that we want? And I, I think I told you guys about my TV being a little blotchy in areas, it's seven years old, it's, you know, it's bound to happen, um, so we're, we're discussing getting a new TV, you know, that's it, so in a couple of weeks we're going to get a new one, she says she wants a nice brand one, I was going to get this really cheap one, TCL, I think it was, and my friend has it, it's really good, he likes it, and it's the official brand of, of TV for Call of Duty, so, you know, that's kind of cool, so it's not a crap TV, yeah, it's a little cheap, a little bit cheaper than most people, 
you know, suspect or spend. So, you know, it, it's, I don't know, there's a lot to it. I, I do intend on playing some good 4K games on my uh, my Xbox One X with that, as well as, you know, other things. So that, that that's a thing. We're looking into a new TV. I'm, I'm shopping around. I want to, we could realistically fit about a 55-inch. I kind of want to go 65, though. But, you know, that, that's just me being really greedy. I'm just being overtly greedy. And, <laughs> you know, I can't really go too far with that. Um, and then we got, we got to hang the TV. We're going to have a kid. Can't keep that low. We've got to hang it up high. So now I'm looking at the entertainment systems and, and stuff like that that's going to allow me, allow my systems to breathe and allow, disallow the kid to access our, you know, our our unit, our entertainment unit, you know, so that, that's a, that's a thing that's going to prove to be probably difficult, um, besides that, everything's going pretty good, I can't really complain about a lot of things, uh, but some people complain about something today, and that is the Disney Plus subscriptions, uh, and Disney Plus as a, as an app, but not taking off, it's a really interesting thing, because I followed a lot of games, you know, a new service launches with any game. You know, Destiny had problems. World of Warcraft has problems every year, every other year with the new expansions. There's always going to be issues, and people go, you know, and even even games like Fortnite when something new happens, you know, there's there's going to be first day troubles, and a lot of people get really mad at this, and they say, why can't X company just add more servers? That's not the problem. That's not the case. What happens is a video game company uh, such as, let's say, EA. And let's say they release a game that has been hyped up to be the Destiny Killer. Uh, maybe call that game Anthem. Maybe. Uh, so Anthem came out and there was problems. There's actually still problems, but this game had really bad problems first day. And the big problem was logging in to, to play. Now, a lot of people kind of get up in arms about this. And I understand why. You might have taken some time off to play this game. Something you were really looking forward to. And it doesn't work. I've been there. I totally understand it. So now you have this company that, you know, they're releasing the game. And now they're kind of on edge. Making sure everything works. And making sure everything's, like, still up to date. And everything is, is just, you know, copacetic. And then... You know, it crashes. It's going to crash. You know, there's tons of people out there who are trying to access the same game as, at the same time you are. So, of course, there's going to be issues, you know. So, it's not so easy to just flip a switch and all of a sudden there's more servers. There's, there's a lot of things to it. And also, the big thing is expenses. So, a lot of companies, what they'll do is they would rather take the hit on servers for the first you know, week or two. You know, people try to access the game and they, they won't get additional servers online. They won't do it because it costs too much money. Uh, and there was, you know, usually they rent out server farms and stuff like that. Or if they have their own you know, they're, they're, they're paying a bill on energy. So, you know, it can cost a lot. It, it will. It will cost a lot. So, these companies really don't want to expend something very big for a little investment. So what they try to do is kind of work on the back end to kind of figure things out. 
for example, uh, World of Warcraft Classic, WoW Classic, as people say, uh, had a lot of issues with people logging in. So, you know, they tried to alleviate it. They were offering people realm, tra uh, realm transfers and stuff like that, but the big thing was phasing. So, in WoW, it's an MMO, so you're looking at hundreds of people in the same spot that you are. Uh, so what they did is, they, in order to relieve some stress, they did a phasing situation where some players will appear, others will not, and that that's a good temporary fix, you know, especially since they can, like, once the player count starts to dwindle a little bit, they can take the phasing and, and take it out completely once, like, once the, you know, the intro crowd has died down a little bit. So th that's an interesting way to take it. Uh, that's an interesting way to do things, but other companies will just, they'll just let the problems happen, figure out what they can do in the back end to alleviate some of the pressure, and then, you know, once the player base dies off, they really don't got much to worry about. So it's kind of, that's kind of where we're at with that. It's a very simple concept, a very simple idea. A lot of companies, uh, you know, that's what they do. And that's kind of what Disney's got to do. Um, I know this is the first time streaming and making streaming content like this and having their own platform. So it's something that they're going to, you know, have to look over for a while. It's understandable, you know. It's it's a very understandable situation, and I, I know a lot of people are like, I paid for this. You know, there's a seven-day free trial, then you pay for it after seven days. So, you know, kind of stick it out for a bit, I have to say. So one of the things I'm noticing on, uh, before I really get into... The, uh, the Disney Plus stuff I want to talk about. Uh, I'm driving on the Southern State for all you Long Islanders. Uh, it's this very, very shitty road. There's tons of little potholes and sinkholes and stuff. And I say sinkholes because a pothole looks like an explosion on the road. Yeah, we know what they look like. Uh, but there's a lot of them on the lines, you know, the little dotted lines and stuff. And the paint goes into the hole, which makes me think that maybe that is a sinkhole and not necessarily a pothole. Uh, so that kind of worries me a little bit. Living on Long Island, that does that does have reason for me to be kind of like, I don't like the like look of that. So that's a thing. That's a thing I'm kind of worried about. But back on the Disney Plus stuff. Um, so the biggest reason why anyone's going to sign up for Disney Plus is for The Mandalorian the new Star Wars TV show that isn't animated. Wow, look at that. The Clone Wars, from a lot of people, they were saying was good. Star Wars Rebels was... I don't know, I watched a bit of it, and yeah. It, it's all, all these shows are, are very much, you know, focused for the... for kids. I, I don't know how else to say it. It's focused for kids, you know. It's not gonna be really mature, it's not going to be overtly dark as perhaps Return of the Jedi was, it's going to be fairly lighthearted, you know, and, and that's the thing I kind of knew going into some of these TV shows like, you know, like the Clone Wars and like Rebels and stuff like that, I kind of knew what I was getting into, and I kind of knew it was going to have these features, and it was going to have a kid protagonist who's just very good, because why wouldn't it, you know? It's something relatable to kids. So, of course, Ezra is the character that I dislike the most. Uh, but, you know, that, that, that's a thing to look at. Um, 
and you know, it's, it's neither here nor there. But the adult character is Kanan, so that's kind of like the, uh, you know, that, that's kind of like the adult character. You know, that that's that's who the adults are supposed to relate to. The Sabine who is apparently in that show like 16 years old and is like one of the craziest most like skilled person in that show at 16 which kind of throws me for a a little bit of loop she was in her 20s i'd be like okay i get it you got some experience you know you're pretty good and also i don't know why shows really need to uh and i get it i get that that that's supposed to appease and go towards not appease but that's supposed to be more of like the motivation for for girls who do like Star Wars, younger younger girls, such as my future daughter, uh, as much as uh, my wife will say no to that, she's going to watch that show. She might see a character like that and be like, "I don't want to be like her." That's that's okay. That's fine. Uh, of course it is. Like, why wouldn't it be? Why would someone look at that and be like, "Oh, that's terrible"? Well, guess what? People did that, uh, and it's kind of like it's it's not a show for you, man. It's not. It's not for the diehard Star Wars. It's for people. It's for kids, and you know maybe some adults do watch it, like myself, and go, okay, that's that's kind of cool. I like to see something more Star Warsy. But The Mandalorian is the opposite of that. The Mandalorian is a very adult-themed Star Wars show, from what we are told. Uh, of course, everyone on social media right now is going nuts about the show. Like you all, what, did everyone take off of work today? Is that is that what happened? You all stayed home and and watched it. Yeah, screw you. Uh, so. Mandalorian looks really good, uh, and from what we saw the commercials, uh, it, it's it looks gritty, it looks dark, uh, it, it looks interesting because it doesn't it doesn't have a Jedi main character as Mandalorian, which you know is a specific type of person in the universe. They enter clans, there's Mandalorian clans, and uh, we finally get to see like the and Boba Fett and Jango Fett were both Mandalorians. You can tell mostly because of the helmet and also the tattoos and stuff that some might have or the symbols that they might have. Uh, specifically the skull. I always wanted that skull as a tattoo. Always. Uh, it's never too late. So that's a thing to uh, to, to know. Uh, every, every Mandalorian's different. I didn't see a weird stupid jetpack on this guy. So I think we're doing all right. <laughs> I think he's going to last longer than Boba Fett will. Uh, so I'm interested to watch it. Uh, I am I'm very excited. I'm going to go home. I'm going to feed my cats, take care of their stuff, eat some food. And when the wife comes home, then I'll, I'll throw it on. She might be interested in seeing it. Uh, and, you know, I'm kind of more excited for this than the movie. I got a lot of things to say about Star Wars movies and the Skywalker, the Skywalker saga. And uh, the, the thing I had to say about that, you know, maybe maybe what I'll do is I'll come down from this for a little bit, you know, kind of relax off the, off of that for a second before I get a little heated, because I have a headache right now, and everything hurts. Driving through traffic hurts. The sky, it's, it's, starting, it's starting to get kind of dark. We're in the middle of this winter, Arctic winter blast. I don't know. It, it, sounds, like a, it sounds like a meal you get from Dairy Queen or something, but there's like this winter blast thing going on, and now everyone's like... Really on edge about it. I get it. I get it. Uh, but so we have this situation uh, with Star Wars, the, the TV shows, and the movies, and um, the movies. First off, can we can we just be happy that the guys from 
Uh, Game of Thrones is not doing a Star Wars movie trilogy. Can we be happy about that? I'm very happy about that. Uh, I was really sad about Game of Thrones and how it ended. I'm really sad that uh, people call them D&D. And I was really confused because I'm a big Dungeons and Dragons fan. I didn't know they meant Dan and David. Uh, so, yeah, a little side note there. Uh, so D&D, Dan Dave, uh, they both were going to do a Star Wars trilogy because Game of Thrones went so well for the first five seasons. And then it started falling apart. And leaks came out and people were told, yeah, this is what's going to happen. People didn't believe it because it just seemed absurd. Turns out they, the leaks were right, you know, after the fact, which is kind of sad to think about. Really, really sad to think about. So, it doesn't end there. It doesn't end on the worst note that you can make for a show like that. It really ends at a convention where they were both there. It was a small convention, very, very small. And they discussed their stance on Game of Thrones. And the first thing they said... But one of the things they said, they said a lot of things. Uh, but they said that they weren't taking fan feedback at all. They were just doing their thing. They didn't care what the fans thought. Which is bad. It's really not a smart thing to do. Uh, and then they said that uh, they wanted to subvert expectations. Typical banter. And they really, oh, they subverted expectations, all right, you know doing the worst thing uh and you know they said a lot of things that just didn't really mesh well and if i was disney i would have saw that i would have listened to them talking and been like you know those aren't the people that we want uh disney's very specific with what they want they're they're incredibly poignant on what they want and what they like and how things have to be uh they also have several people in power that ensure that the things they're making are actually good and they follow a concise line like it's very rare to find a bad disney movie these days like if you you look at avengers and and stuff you know they have kevin feige there and he was super important and critical to the success of infinity war and endgame and how it got there before that i mean come on look at the incredible hulk and look me in the eye and tell me that wasn't a mess Look at the first Thor movie. Not great. A lot of things weren't great. Kevin Feige came in and kind of cleaned up, you know, a bit of the end. He took the scraps and and made them into full-fledged situations. Like, remember when they showed off the Tesseract and we all thought they were going with something different? And it turns out they went with the Infinity Stone saga? No one saw that coming. I was very sure they were going with, um, I can't remember the name of the, but something cube. And it's alliteration, because that's what it is. Um, Cosmic Cube or something like that. Some crap like that. Um, we thought they were going that direction. And instead, they went with the Infinity Stones. So it's kind of interesting to see how Kevin Feige jumps in and says, no, we can still save this. You know, like a true, almost like an improv master. Like, oh, no, we can use that for something else. And he, he took those pieces and made it into that. And made it successful. Uh, and Disney wants to keep that going with additional shows and stuff like, you know, Disney's doing pretty good with that. So they need someone like that for Star Wars because uh, the last Star Wars movie wasn't great. It, it wasn't. And I don't, you know, I think about the Star Wars movies 
and I think about like what made these movies, the old movies, better than anything new that's been coming out. And it's kind of hard to put my finger on that because there's so many different variables. Uh, we were younger back in the day, uh, you know, so we were able to put it on and kind of be whisked away into a different world. Um, and, and that's that's a big part of it. There was toys, and we had our imaginations, and you know, we weren't so cynical. We weren't so critical of what it was because if you go back and look at the old Star Wars movies they weren't perfect there's a lot of mistakes in them a lot of things didn't make sense but we brushed them aside because we just I don't know we just it was a part of our childhood so we don't like to I, I you know my generation really doesn't like to think negatively about our past and that's understandable uh, and for me I like to move forward I'm a move forward kind of guy let's see what else we can do and it's interesting to see how people react to the pressures of th- their past lives and experiences and how they hold true to what we do today. Um, not in the sense of, like, tradition, because that's different, but in the sense of, like, my youth was the best. It was one of the best times of my life, and now everything sucks. No, I mean, it could be true for you. I don't know you. But... If you continuously say that everything's terrible in your life right now, if you keep on saying that, you're not going to be in a good place. You know, nothing's going to live up to the hype of you being nine years old and watching Star Wars. That's that's absurd. That's crazy talk. So, like, I don't know. you got to get over that somehow. Plain and simple. So that brings me to The Last Jedi. And... I still toss and turn over if this was a good movie or not. And before you shoot me, I uh, you know I always have the opposite of opinion of a lot of people. You know, I I, I kind of speak on behalf of some sort of mi- minority when it comes to a, a, a opinion. My negative my my uh, my unpopular opinion of Last Jedi is it was good but not great. And people have reasons like. I have a good friend of mine who's like, oh, they only went to two planets. And I'm like, yeah, they were, look at The Empire Strikes Back. It was two planets, too. And, like, yeah, some of the ideas and concepts are stupid, uh, such as when, like, the whole the whole movie was a chase scene that was going, like, really slow. And, yeah, I get that. That's bad and sad and, you know, kind of a stupid concept. Oh, I'm almost done now. Um, but... There was, there was like, and I'll give you that one. I, I that whole concept kind of seemed a ride to me. Why wouldn't the start a story and just kind of do what they can? But like, I don't know. It's that benefit of that situation. You really don't know, so you just kind of go, eh. I guess I'll deal with it. So that's kind of what I did. I said, okay, you know what? That's not the worst idea uh, from Star Wars. You know, we've had way worse, but it's something that I, I kind of think about and I go, okay, you know, maybe they could have done better with that. Uh, okay, we're good, we're good, we're good, cool. Um, and there's a couple of, like, oh, Luke's, the, the, the big thing is Luke Skywalker's death. I'm not going to candy coat it. That was the big thing. And I get it. Um, Luke is a major character. Once again, when you're a kid and you're watching the movies, you look at Luke and you're like, that's, that's my guy. But, not so much anymore, guys. Not so much. Um, and it's, it's kind of, 
a thing. I don't know. I, I loved the character Luke Skywalker when I was a kid. I wanted to be Luke Skywalker. Like, who didn't? Right? Who didn't want to be this Jedi? Um, so, you know, you know, that seeing him die off in the show, in the, in the movie, kind of got a lot of people mad because of what he did and his actions and... It's a a movie, there's a lot to unpack there, but it didn't bother me that much. I kind of went, oh, okay, well, it happened. And as much as I don't want... I didn't want to see Luke go that way, that was the most Luke thing to do. After all of the years of experience he gained, that was the most Luke thing to do. And I don't think it was wrong to explore that element. Uh, I will say that the thing I really didn't like is... Leia, space Leia, you know, using the force powers to get back to the ship after she was blown out of it. That's kind of weird. That was that was a little silly, a little stupid. I couldn't get behind it. That was a bad idea. That wasn't cool. Um, and I think that's a lot of people need to. A lot of producers and writers and stuff need to kind of look at the cool factor. What's cool and what defines cool? That didn't seem cool to me. It kind of seemed cheap. Like, oh, Leia's dead. Oh, boy, that's a really big... That's a big thing. You know, in a TV show, a movie, you take a character that everyone loves and you kill them off. It's a big thing. That's a big emotional impact. And then they use their Force powers to come back to life. You're kind of like, why? How? Huh? What? It, it, it breaks the barrier you know, of disbelief and kind of makes it funny, you know, like, it just kind of, kind of makes you grit your teeth and cringe a little, like, ugh, that's not a great directing move. And, like, I get it, I kind of understand that whole concept to show that Leia has Force powers, but we've never seen them. Up until that moment, we never really saw what she could do with them. And if she's that powerful, how come certain things happen? Um... Or don't happen, shall I say? So it, it, it's kind of that, that's kind of the, the nitpickiness of it. Maybe not nitpicky, maybe a little bigger. A not picky. <laughs> no. um, so yeah. So going into Rise of the Jedi or Rise of Skywalker, it kind of makes me wonder what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, J.J. Abrams is behind it. Who is like the king of like what the fuck are you doing, man? That he's the king of that. I mean, I don't know if you watch Lost. I kind of like Lost. I really actually like Lost. Because Lost is a show that's not about the ending. It's about the journey and the the suspense and the action. That's what Lost is about. Take everything else you know about that show. Oh, it's like they were making it up as they were going. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Not going to lie. That happens. That happens in shows. Um, look... That, that happened in Marvel, in the Marvel Universe. They were making it up as they went. Yeah, they had a lot of source material, but they made up a lot of stuff as they went on. Um, even though, yes, they did kind of keep true to it, but yeah, whatever. It's still a thing uh, that happened. Making it up as they went. Uh, the um, So, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, they, the Pal- Palpatine's back, and I get it because he's attached to the Skywalker lineage. There's uh, parts of the Death Star there, and Rey is viewed as a bad person, which if they pull this shit, I'll be so mad. They built up, like, a positive 
role model like character in Ray, and all of a sudden they're turning her evil, which I, I can't really see that full full going. And if it's Rise of Skywalker and it's Kylo Ren like avenging the death of his family and going back to the right side, that's also bullshit. He killed Han. That's kind of like the unf- un- like unforgivable sin. So, you know, how do you kill Han? blow your mother out of the fucking sky, or space, and then just be like, oh, I'm good now. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. All right, guys. Uh, Maybe I'll talk about this more tomorrow. How about that? I think that's a good idea. Because I'm parking, and I I gotta take care of some business. So there's that. All right, guys. We'll talk about more about this tomorrow. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment anywhere. Follow me on Twitter, at Agitated Stove, and it'd be great to hear from you guys. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.